Welcome to Frequency Matters, the RF Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Hein. In this episode, we're going to continue our coverage of the October Passive and Control Components issue covering the products. As a reminder, the cover story is written by Brian Walker of JFW Industries, and it's about choosing the right programmable attenuator for receiver sensitivity test. It reviews the basics of receiver sensitivity testing and describes the considerations for selecting the right attenuators depending on the cycle chain and the standards being tested. Eric, what do we have for product features? Thanks, Pat. Uh, we've got a couple of product features in the issue. One is from Anna Pico, co-branded with Berkeley Nucleonics, and it's a signal source specifically designed to replace a discontinued model from NI. And when our readers take a look at the article, they'll see that Anna Pico did a great job. Uh, they get better phase noise, harmonics, and level accuracy over a broader power and frequency range. Uh, we also had an 8-channel dual polarization beamformer IC with built-in digital control circuitry and sensors from Icona that operates from 26.5 to 29.5 gigahertz. And uh, Icona is a relatively new fabulous design house, but they're doing some interesting things. And the product feature has a lot of information about the performance and planned evolution of that platform. Uh, so take a look at that. Yeah, and for our tech briefs, we had connectorized bias T's that offer ultra-wideband control solutions from Crytar. And we also had digitizers that offer 10 gigasamples per second sampling rate with continuous streaming from Spectrum instrumentation. And today we had a special guest join us, Tom Cole, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Integra Technologies, he joined me to discuss high-power transistor market and new developments in the high-voltage GAN that they produce. Let's take a look at a clip from that now. We are seeing a trend towards software-defined RF and microwave systems, in many cases incorporating AI. Has Integra been aligning with its RF and microwave SSPA technology with this trend? Well, I agree with you. We, we see that trend very uh, presently around a lot of the customer base, especially as systems are looking to become more dynamic and to be able to adjust to whether it's uh, resolving a radar target or looking at high power microwave applications for defense. All of these systems share the same desire, which is to be able to benefit from machine learning to make the systems more effective. So at Integra, back at European Microwave in 2022, we introduced our digital palette architecture. And this is really a, a very um, flexible, so think of it as a software-defined integrated control and command of an RF palette. And so this platform has really been put together so that it wraps around our RF uh, high-power palettes. And now we can provide either in a completed form factor or the individual building blocks for a customer to drop in to their own SSPA, and that allows the maximum flexibility and an extension of our semi-custom approach, where a customer can now take that digital architecture and use it to wrap around an RF palette, command, control, health monitoring, and all the other functions that can be done with that. And so we've really designed this as a modular approach and something that we look to see people really take advantage of and now be able to benefit from that digital control structure versus analog control loops of these RF uh, amplifier pallets. Yeah, it was great catching up with Tom again. Integra Technologies is really pushing the limits of GAN power amplifiers. And turning to the news, I saw that Infineon Technologies opened a new laboratory for the development of quantum electronics near Munich. 
The objective is to develop and test microelectronic circuits for quantum computers, which will be stable and small, operate reliably, and can be produced on industrial scale. In addition to the quantum computing activities, they will also focus on the development of AI algorithms for early detection of variances in power systems. And I also saw that Global Foundries was awarded $35 million in federal funding from the U.S. government to accelerate the manufacturing of GAN on silicon semiconductors at their facility in Essex Junction, Vermont. This funding will bring Global Foundries closer to their large-scale production of these GAN chips and they're aiming to enable high performance and efficiency in 5G and 6G cellular communications for infrastructure and handsets, automotive and industrial IoT, as well as power grids and other critical infrastructure. And this funding builds on years of collaboration with the U.S. government, including a $40 million in support from 2020 to 2022. So, Eric, what did you see in the news? Well, Pat, as a bit of a public service, William Walsh of Quantic Wenzel uh, was kind enough to write a piece with some thoughts on how the industry can get involved with academia, trade schools, and industry associations to help generate interest in the next generation of RF technical and manufacturing people. Uh, it's an important issue, so take a look at that uh, news item piece and uh, please get involved. And another one that caught my eye was Huawei, in cooperation with startup company Probotech, announced a smoke and fire detection drone for mountainous forested areas. Uh, so kind of a unique application. But what's interesting is the drone has AI and works on a 5G network. So I think it shows some of the adjacent applications and implementations that companies are looking at for both 5G and AI. Yeah, those are very interesting. And so uh, turning to events, as I mentioned last time, I'll be heading to New York City for the Brooklyn 6G Summit hosted by Nokia and NYU. And again, this will be the 10th edition of the Brooklyn Summit and brings together 50 speakers and panelists who are all experts in the field. So I always look forward to this event every year. So Eric, I think you're uh, heading to AOC in December. I am. And it turns out it's the 60th anniversary of the convention. Uh, so we'll see what they have on tap. The theme is Advancing Electromagnetic Spectrum Superiority Through Strategic Alliances and Partnerships. And it looks like they have around 170 exhibitors. Uh, so I'm interested to see what the new developments and trends are in that community. And as a reminder, EDICon Online just concluded, but you can watch it all on demand for the next six months. Go to EDIConOnline.com and see what you missed or view a presentation again. And that wraps up this episode. Our sponsors are RFMW and Integra Technologies. RFMW is a technical distributor of RF and microwave products and now power management products. When you start your next design, consider their multiple product lines. Integra Technologies is pushing the limits in high-voltage GAN, delivering state-of-the-art high-power transistors for demanding applications such as radar, defense, avionics, and instrumentation. And remember, as a member of the industry, a subscription to Microwave Journal is free, so please visit our site and subscribe today if you aren't already a reader. Thanks for watching, and please join us next time for another Frequency Matters.